Slice. I'm, I'm your host, Lamar Story. And I'm your host, Tiffany Story. And if you've never been to the podcast or seen the podcast before, welcome. Also, check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, we also stream now to our YouTube while we're recording. So for all of those people who are joining us via the podcast, if you're listening on your radio, your cell phone, a podcast player, uh, we also record live on Facebook and now YouTube uh, while we're recording our podcast. Um, So thank you guys for tuning in and We're super excited to discuss tonight, rebuilding trust after infidelity. Hot topic. Hot topic. Hot topic, man. So last week, we um, discussed on the podcast, we was rushing, y'all. We was rushing it. He was rushing. (laughs) I had to give me something to eat real quick. We here, though. We here. So, (laughs) last week we discussed on the podcast um, marriage mindset and kind of preparing yourself for marriage and what does that look like. And so, um, this week we're talking about what it looks like um, when you are in a relationship or married and there is some infidelity or some act um, that compromises the relationship and how to um, heal from that. Yeah. And let us know if you can hear us because it's going to be a good discussion today. We want to make sure everything is, is working and in order like it should be. So if you can hear us, just say, hey, I can hear whatever. Yes. Let us know that you can hear us before we continue on rambling and you can't hear us. Yeah. So let's... uh. Let's get into the topic. All right, cool. Thanks, Crystal. She said we all good, so we ready to go. Appreciate okay, that. Thank you. So Appreciate you, that, folks. You ready to get into the topic? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Yay. We're two self-care experts. A massage therapist. And a licensed professional counselor. Husband and wife and parents of three. Business owners and working professionals. Who have intimate experience with stress both professionally and personally. Our podcast aims to teach the everyday professional. How to live through the stresses in life. While learning to be their best in life. So, rebuilding trust. Let's talk about it. So, I think that this is a sticky situation. And I want to kind of start by really just talking about um, what is infidelity? Let's define infidelity. Um, that's important. That's it's really important. Yeah. And most people think like, okay, of course we know what infidelity is, right? Um, but you know, people define infidelity on their own terms, and it's actually important for each marriage or partnership or couple to define what infidelity actually looks like within their own relationship. Yeah. So it varies from relationship relationship to relationship from person to person um it's important that if you're in a very serious relationship or if you're in a marriage that you guys actually sit down and discuss what infidelity looks like to you for you know for a woman infidelity could be 
um, if someone has another emotional connection to someone that steals away from their their relationship with their spouse. Well, you said spouse. for a woman, they could be for a man I, too. I do. Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. I'm just giving an example. Yeah. Um, but it could differ for the man. That, that's the point I was about to make. It could differ for the man, or vice versa. You know, um, so infidelity in a relationship could be emotional connection even if there's no physical intimacy it could be just physical intimacy it could be um it could be having thoughts of being with other people even if you're not necessarily talking or communicating with someone outside of the relationship but you're constantly having so how did it work well like if you really your spouse is a mind reader <laughs> do not have thoughts. I'm joking. But go ahead. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Um, no, like if you may not necessarily be communicating with someone else, no. but there may be somebody you you know you're attracted to, and when you're with your partner, you're fantasizing about that other person. Yeah. So even if you're not interacting, interacting and developing an emotional tie with them. Um, in a conscious, you know, yeah. that they're aware of, that the other person you're fantasizing is aware of, just the fact that you're fantasizing and desiring to be with someone other than your spouse could be infidelity. Mm. You know, so... Um, and now, with technology now, what about online dating? I mean, uh, texting, or all through through the uh, social media apps. Yeah. Like, um, all the dating apps and stuff like that, or... It could be just messaging someone back and forth. So you do you really have to define what infidelity is in your relationship. Because it could be like, hey, I see you talking to this dude on Messenger back and forth every day. Like, what, what's that about? Yeah. And it could be like, seem like a general conversation. But I learned something a long time ago. And somebody, we were talking about flirting, right? So flirting can be fun, and somebody made the statement, well, you know, it's just flirting, harmless flirting. It's fun. And I think it was my pastor, but I'm not sure where I got this from. And um, they said flirting is like small sexual encounters. Well, actually, I think it was a harassment training that we did when I was at uh, another job. But they said flirting is like small sexual encounters. That's deep. And you really don't understand. You'd be like, what? That's too intense. You know, I just told her she looked good. But when you start telling her she looked good every day. And maybe it's the intent behind it, too. And the energy behind it. Mm. So if somebody has on a beautiful outfit, oh, man, that's that's really nice. But if you desire that person and you say, oh, wait, well, you know, you look good. Mm. That's very different. Yeah. Then say, oh, yes, you have a nice outfit. Yeah. But if I look at you like, you look good. That's that's a different intention. <laughs> that's like okay, yeah, you look real good. Chris, Crystal. I'm already undressing you with my eyes. You know what I mean? So, those little flirtatious things that you do on a daily basis are small sexual encounters that can eventually lead, especially if the other person is accepting of all of that, right? Yeah. It eventually leads to deeper communication. Mm-hmm. It eventually leads to text messaging which eventually leads to something that's even deeper. So now you're meeting somewhly so now we're just start talking, texting to me. 
So it automatically leads to I mean, not automatically, I, but I'm it's just a gradual it. increase. Yeah. You know what? Let's go to lunch. Home for lunch. On lunch break, we're going to go get something to eat together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So little things like that um, starts from flirting. Crystal says she believes that infidelity starts with communicating. And I, I, that's my personal definition, too. I think it's once you start <laughs> engaging in communication, but it's the... It's the energy, like Lamar said, and the intent behind the communication. Because you can have communication with a male or female counterpart at work, and it just be you really like talking to this person. It's it's no type of um, intent there. It's just like, hey, this is somebody I work with. We buy, we get along. It makes the time pass quicker when we at work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no different than having um, a relationship or conversation with someone of the same sex or gender right but when you start having conversations or dialogue with someone and you start noticing that you're excited or you're changing the way that you dress or you're changing you're just more your cologne because you're excited to meet this person the next day or you just more intentional or more aware of your body posture or how you look or what you're saying or how you sound like when you start making changes to engage with that person then it starts to teeter on you being unfaithful even if it's just with your intent and And so one telltale sign i noticed this working in like big corporations when I used to work at the bank or uh, any other places, is that um, other people notice. So, like, you might not notice, mm. but somebody else will notice. And and other people will notice and be like, what y'all got going on? It'll be simple stuff like that. When other people notice the interactions you guys have or the way you guys may be looking at each other or the time that y'all are spent, spent around each other, they'll say, what y'all got going on? Yeah. And that should be a hint to you that this may be inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So whatever is going on here, maybe... I'm going to take it a step farther, though. Can I... I oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't lose your train of thought. But can I say something about the point you just made? Mm-hmm. I don't think that is always the case. No, though. it's not. It's because not. there are times where you can work in environments. I've worked in some environments where... There are toxic people that work in there. It's just a certain type of, it's like certain environments, like call centers. I noticed, I've worked in, in two call centers, right? I just noticed that there's a lot of mess and there's like a lot of drama that happens when you have these large spaces. People spend a lot of time. And I think sometimes you have different education levels, different um statuses like single widow divorce you know what i'm saying so i i found that it can be a little bit like high school and there's times where people make assumptions Mm -hmm. too so i do want to throw that out there just because other people are noticing that's not always a sure telltale sign but if other people are noticing and you know that you're starting to change then it's time to say okay maybe this is, is is something different um Okay, I'm sorry. What what were you gonna say? Um, you forgot. I told you not to forget. You start doing something else. You're trying to be bossy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I just wanted to. Oh, throw that I know out. it was. So going back to, um, even before the conversation, so I'm a big energy guy. 
just because of the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And I believe energy is a big thing. Um, sometimes we forget about the animalistic behavior we have as human beings. And what I mean by that is you can sometimes meet a person and not say one word to them. Mm-hmm. You can connect with them on another level that y'all hadn't said anything to each other. Y'all just looked at each other. Y'all just looked at each other. It could be a complete stranger and I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what it is right now, but I want her. You know what I mean? So you had to be, be a, first of all, be aware of that, right? And if you're really wanting to not cheat on your spouse, have that at the forefront of your head when you're engaging with that person. Yeah. Because sometimes they feel the same thing because it's an energy thing and you could tell. So what we try, what, we, what people tend to do is play stupid, Right. It's like, okay, I'm going I'm to engage with this person or I'm going to go out on a lunch date knowing that they like you. You know when somebody likes you. You know what I mean? I'm a firm believer. You know we have different when somebody likes you. And if they say, hey, let's go to lunch together. And in your head, you need to check. I don't know this person is what they up to. But I'm going to go to lunch anyway. You know what I'm saying? So those little small steps can lead to infidelity too. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that I I think sometimes, because I had this conversation with a girlfriend of mine and we talked about this. There are sometimes when you're not sure if somebody's into you. But if you, I think as a rule of thumb, if you have to ask yourself, is this something innocent or is it possible that they could be into me? Right? Then... Just bow out, right? Now, there are times where some people are completely oblivious. I I really feel like sometimes people are completely oblivious. And I'm going to give myself as a good example of, of that. And not necessarily because... That's been my, you know, my experience that someone was flirting with me or into me and I wasn't aware. But I just know there are times where there was a situation where I worked with um, two people who were in a relationship that was not supposed to be in a relationship. And I was noticing that, you know, they were eating similar lunches like one day. Um, the, the woman would have a salad and there was a certain way she cut her bell peppers. Well, I would be around this guy and he had the same, you know, he his salad was set up the same way. And I'm like, hmm, such and such eat their salad like that. That's so funny. Like I was noticing those things, but I, it took me, wait, I never connected it. I noticed multiple things and they was, when they finally did admit to having a relationship, um, what they came out and said was, we knew for sure that you knew because you were making comments like, hey, that's interesting. You know, uh, you do this just like this person, right? But I was I was not putting two and two together because there was no reason for me to suspect I didn't have any intent. They were just simple observations and I really could care less. You know, I was just making simple observations. And I think sometimes when when the person who's being flirted with doesn't have any intent or doesn't have any desires, not looking for anything, is in a good place emotionally or maybe in their relationship, you may miss sometimes those small little suggestions from other people. So I don't 100% believe that 
a person is always aware when someone else is in, into them. I mm-hmm. think it takes sometimes it takes a few interactions, and then yeah. you, then you begin to be like, "Why he always saying something? Or mm-hmm. Why she always complimenting?" Then you start to process, and I think that once you do recognize again, like I said, it's time to to bow out. Yeah. So, um, let's get on to the next. Topic. Yeah. So we talked about what infidelity may look like from person to person and kind of defined it. Um, we know that it don't have to always be physical intimacy for you to be unfaithful, right? right or right. to be considered cheating. But but is it though? I mean, you have to define that in your own relationship. In your own relationship. It just, it just depends on how those things impact you because you have some people who are a little bit more jealous. You have people who are less jealous. So it's important... If you're in a relationship that you anticipate um, being a long-term relationship or a relationship you're hoping to lead to marriage, that you define that with your, that the person you're in a relationship with. But let's let's kind of just we're not gonna talk about this in in great depth because we're actually gonna do another podcast next week focusing on specifically this part of this discussion. But different reasons let's just kind of throw out different reasons people cheat right mm. what well, what do you think what are some things that come to mind for you when you think about different reasons why people step out on their relationship um there is something missing like a, lo- a lack of affection in their relationship um one thing that i mentioned earlier and i had a conversation with someone else about this is the natural animalistic behavior that I believe human beings have. And if you don't have that under control, you'll cheat. You ever heard the expression that some people say, uh, it just happened? And you're like, man, how did that just happen? Uh-huh. Right? How did that just happen? Well, sometimes you could be, you could put yourself in a position, say if you're, when there's drugs and alcohol involved, uh-huh. and you're around somebody that you already got a connection to, so your lack of judgment causes things to just happen. I think also when you're not in a good place emotionally, mm-hmm. especially if there's drugs and alcohol involved, I think when you are emotionally distressed with with the relationship, um, I think it's really easy sometimes for people, especially a person who has an intent, to hook up with you mm-hmm. like you have people who pursue you knowing that you're in a relationship and you could just be open because you need somebody to talk to or you need an ally an emotional ally right someone that you, that you feel like doesn't have a dog in the fight when it comes to your relationship at least you think they don't have a dog mm-hmm. in the fight they may have an intent to be with you but you're not in a mostly good place and you start talking to them and they say everything you want to hear. Like, you know, I could think about a woman just really feeling um, undervalued by her spouse or her her boyfriend or partner. And you, you might be arguing with this other person in the relationship trying to get them to value you. And here you are talking to a coworker or a church member or well you know wherever you meet people you know what i'm saying and this person is just like yeah you know your your husband should be telling you thank you you know what i'm saying like me as a man i feel like you know and they saying everything you want to hear because when they when people have intentions 
to get you how they want you or where they want you. They're going to say what they need to say to get in your emotional good graces. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are vultures out there, right? Because uh, just speaking from a man's perspective, um, ladies, it's not hard to find a woman that looks like she needs to hear those things, right? And a lot of men... Wind that back. Say that again for me. It's not hard to find a woman that looks like she needs to hear those things, mm -hmm. right? When they start noticing certain things or no noticing... If they're a co-worker especially, and they, they notice that you're arguing with your husband all the time on the phone, or they notice... Or you speak to them about things that's going on in your life mm -hmm. between you and your husband. Then they start to fill in those gaps where they see that your husband is not filling in or boyfriend or girlfriend or whomever. And it's not hard to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have people who are vultures that say, oh, especially if you consider them as a friend mm -hmm. and they you start to, you know, confide in them those personal things and they actually use that against you to get in your good grace. And I think sometimes... It can be a very, uh, a very subtle approach. Like a person may not directly say to you, yeah, you know, your man should be doing this or me as a man. But it may be stuff like they know you dissatisfied and they're doing things like just giving you compliments, trying to make you feel like somebody see mm -hmm. you. Like, man, that's a nice... For me, when people when when guys start noticing like my nail polish, my toe polish, or the shade of lipstick I have on, like things that a man got to be like checking for you mm -hmm. to notice, then that's a red flag for me. Like saying, "Hey, that's a nice. You just got your nails done." Or your hair. So or, or your a hair. Lot of, and and that's the things that we get from the movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we need to tell her she her hair looks really good. That's like the first thing, you know, dudes do. You know what I'm saying? No, and it might but be I, I, I had some dudes. I, I had dudes give me a compliment on something that is like I'm a, a creature of habit. I might change my nail polish. My nail polish may be bubblegum pink this week and powder pink next week. It's a very subtle difference in the pinks on my nails. But when you notice something that minor, you know what I'm saying? And some people are just detail people. They pay attention to detail. They notice everything. Lamar is a person. He could walk in. It may take me three hours to realize he got a haircut. And he told me he was at the barbershop. Vice, <laughs> whereas with me, vice versa, I don't, you know, I could live and have on a new perfume or something like that. Or I tried on some body spray and he's going to notice. You know what I'm saying? He's just very aware. He's in tune. You know what I'm saying? So... I think when you start getting compliments or somebody's giving you little subtle, you know, compliments like that, things that that most people are not going to notice, even if it's just not that. Because it's intentional. It's intentional. So, to, to be honest with you, it's like some guys that can see that. But if they if dudes know what to say and what not to say. So if you have a married man that he sees, he noticed the same thing. Mm -hmm. He's not going to say anything. Mm hmm Reason being, he don't want to make you feel like he's coming on to you. Because we know, and if that is in the thought of a married man to say, hmm, I can think it. Her hair looks nice. She changed her polish. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if I say that to you, then you may start looking at me in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I don't say anything to you. 
And it's like, like some people, I noticed that if they've lost, if they've lost weight or you know something like that, and they just looking physically good, I may not say anything. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's just like I notice, but I may not say anything, especially if I think that the um, that they might have some type of infection towards me. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, so we're talking about other reasons why people cheat. Mm-hmm. Getting back to that. I think sometimes when there is a lack of intimacy, um, like I think about if someone has like physical health issues or mental health issues, like I think sometimes people, do, like Lamar said, they don't intend to always cheat, right? But like if you have a spouse that's like dealing with cancer or dealing with some type of sickness, right? And they can't be physically intimate like that. Or they can't even attend to your needs. It don't even have to be that they're not even being physically intimate. They can't even just attend to your needs or they can't contribute to the relationship. Sometimes people don't realize they have that void, right? Until somebody comes in and fills that void. Even if the somebody that comes in, it wasn't intentional. Like the person that you work with or a close friend that you might have known for a long time that you always thought was attractive, but you weren't really attracted to them. All of a sudden, they just start checking on you like, I noticed your wife is sick. How's your wife doing? They call in and their intent is good. Like their intent is, I really like this couple. or I really like, you know, I really want to make sure this guy feels supported while his wife is going through this hard time or vice versa Mm -hmm. right it can be something that starts off with the best intentions but if the that person who's in a relationship has a spouse who can't meet their physical needs or who's combating or dealing with something like a physical disability or mental disability they could be depriving them of of something that they need to 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 feel whole um so i think you brought up one the other day when we were kind of discussing this topic about emotional immaturity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a big deal. Like if I think about the start of our relationship, even though we were friends, I think about the fact that I had never been in a, like a real serious relationship. And plus we were in college when um, worst girlfriend I ever had. Yeah. He t- he tells me that all the time. How you end up being a wife and you be the worst girlfriend. Beats me, y'all. Like, I don't even know. I couldn't have been that. Emotional maturity over here. (laughs) He, no. (laughs) He had a handicap. He had some emotional handicaps, okay? (laughs) But, um, I think that's a big one because I think a lot of times we end Mm. up making decisions or doing things in a relationship because we're not emotionally mature. And sometimes we don't even know that we're not emotionally mature. Like, we think, like, you thought she was emotionally mature. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like I was emotionally mature. I really did. I knew... Stop shaking your head. (laughs) I knew that I have never been a big relationship person. That was never a focus for me. Like, I always focused on figuring my own life out, just focusing on living life and having fun. But sometimes, you know... You find yourself in a relationship, in a serious relationship, and have a real strong connection. And you go into the relationship thinking that you're in a place to handle it, and you're not. And I think that those that's one of the reasons why um, people cheat. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to give one of the final reasons before we get into... Um, rebuilding trust. Rebuilding trust. Is that, and I think we kind of discount this. 
And I think me and you differ on this. But I think some people cheat just because they want to. Like, say we, we, you think we differ on that? Oh, uh, well, we had this conversation a while back. Okay. But um, I think some people cheat just because they want to. Things can, things, you can be happily married and you cheat just because you want to. You see somebody that looks attractive and you want that person. Oh, I don't remember our conversation. So you don't yeah. agree with that? I think that there has to be something else there. I mean, I think if you're in a, a relationship and you're happy and that person is meeting your needs emotionally, they're meeting your needs sexually and physically and, and, and on a mental level, just because you see somebody that look good, you be like, I'm going to sleep with them just because I can. Like, I just don't see anybody being in a, a, a emotionally healthy relationship Who's not dealing with emotional immaturity or some one of those other reasons we named just saying, I'm going to sleep with you just because I can, because I can get away with it and because I want to. Like, you you got to be lacking in another area. You believe so? I don't know. Y'all tell me because. Let us know. I'm a, we want y'all to weigh in on that because I personally believe that if you see someone and you, you guys are mutually attracted to each other and you was like. You wanted to go down. They wanted to go down. I can see that happening in an open relationship. No. I mean, even in... You're not supposed to have an open relationship. You think it has to be something missing from your relationship for somebody to go outside of it to cheat. I'm like, my mind can't even compute that. Like, I'm really trying to process that. I mean... You think you have to be lacking something in your personal relationship. Yes, because if you are emotionally mature, Lamar, what reason would you have to... Especially if you're married. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. Say you've been married four years. And you see somebody and you be like, I'm going to sleep with that dude. Because I and want see, to. It goes back to that animalistic behavior. And you might be right. It may be that you're immature in some area of your life. But then you have to define what maturity is. Because maturity could be that I'm a grown man and she a grown woman. And we decided that we finna have sex together because this energy right here so that we can't we can't control this energy. And we know that the sex is gonna be good, so we wanna have sex with each other. And I think that's how a lot of one night stands happen. When you see a one night stand, it's like they might it was some chemistry there. That something happened that set it off in the back of their head. They probably were like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. Man, I shouldn't be doing this. Man, I shouldn't be doing this. While the whole time they doing it. Because this yeah. person is very attractive. The chemistry is there. I don't know what it is about this woman. But she is making me feel good. I'm making her feel good. And boom, it happens. And you may not ever speak with them again. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But, I mean, you... I don't know. That's that. I don't know. I, now, I know you can anatomy. step out on your mind. I think that's the anatomy of one night stands. I believe that's how one night stands happen. You meet somebody, boom. It might be other things involved at the club, alcohol, whatever. But then that chemistry mixes up. It's and still then, other things, baby. Well, the, well, the point I'm getting to is that you have to have the willpower to go against those natural animal instincts that we have. In and what does it take to have willpower? Emotional maturity. maturity. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Lord. But let's, let's see what Brandy said. Brandy said, 
that she doesn't think something has to be missing for people to cheat. There Some people go. just cheat because that's what they want to do and they don't believe that there is a real possibility of being caught. The moral compass is not the same for all in a relationship. See, and this is what I was talking about. I, I mean, Brandy, y'all may be right. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that I... That is not possible. I'm just saying my mind can't process that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you are emotionally mature, you there has to be alcohol or something involved. There has to be something else. Now, I know that you can cheat in your mind. And if you let the, the pastor tell you, you're cheating in your mind is just like it's just like doing a deed. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I know that there could be times where you see somebody, you there is some type of pheromone exchange, and in your mind, you've already committed the act. You see yourself doing it. You feel the sensations in your body. Like, I I know what that's like. And see, then again, on, on, on another note, before we move on, thoughts ebb and flow. Sometimes you can't even control a thought that comes through your head. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what I mean? So let the thought come through and pass it on. So sometimes, you know... I don't necessarily agree. Um, I don't necessarily agree that. Um, you I don't distracted know. me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily agree that uh, if you think about having sex with somebody that you've cheated. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it's just like a, a passing thrall that now, goes through your head. But she just said, and yes, Brandy said, and yes, to have that. Yes, to have the you have, she basically is trying to say you have to have emotional maturity to, to choose, choose differently. differently. But see, that just validates the point I'm making, though. But, but it's a, it depends on how you define that. Now, we can go back and forth yeah, on this. And we're going to discuss this yeah, next week. Because you had to define what maturity is. Maturity might be, oh, I knew what I was, the situation I was getting into. That's true. Yeah, I love my wife at home. I love my kids at home. But at the moment and at the time, this is what my, this is what I desire. And you know what? I've made some decisions in my past life, you know, as a young adult, just coming up, knowing that there were going to be bad consequences. And I made those with being aware of the bad consequences. I mean, even if it's something like, you know, people drink and drive, like you're aware that you're not supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? And people will go out with the, you know. That's a perfect example. Yeah. You can be mature enough to know no. that's not what you're supposed to do. And still do but it. But you still do it. Yeah. And so I, I think that she said we're both correct. Yeah, I think we are all correct in this situation. Like I said, I don't think that there, that's may not be the case for some people. I mean, and some people may just be addicted to the rush of it. Like that's they, another thing. They like how Thrill it feels. Real seeking. I think yeah. that's one of the ones that we didn't mention is that why people cheat is because they're looking for the next thrill. Yeah. Their life has gotten boring. I hear, I hear this a lot. You know, the kids, everything you've settled into this routine where there's no to ex a trance. Yeah. And there's no, in, there's no excitement yeah. in the relationship. Right. Then you get posed with someone who can bring you a little bit of excitement and you go for it for that moment. And then sometimes it can happen over and over again. And sometimes it might just happen at once. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's another reason I think people step out. So let's talk about, you know, rebuilding trust after infidelity has entered into a relationship. Um, I, I think there's, it, it, there's levels to it. There's phases to rebuilding trust and like healing 
both individually and the relationship healing as a couple to infidelity. I think that it's this important. This is definitely going to, we're going to have to break this down into multiple podcasts. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. I think that the first thing to really do is when it, when something happens and there's this discovery that someone has stepped out in the marriage or they stepped out in the relationship or partnership is to avoid making any big decision. Like, it, you know, we hear about crimes of passion all the time. Like, people get killed in the midst of doing a dirt because... And they get off. <laughs> the murderers get off, right? Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, seeing someone you love so much, you're flooded with all these different emotions and feelings. And, you know, I've discussed the whole flight of... Uh, Fright, uh, flight or fight response several times, right? Right, right? Um, and you never know when something like that happens how you're gonna respond in that mm -hmm. moment. You know what I'm saying? You could just be literally paralyzed with emotion. You can respond in anger, but some people literally snap. Like yeah. they, they just they. There's no recollection of what they're doing in the moment. Yeah, and so. It's really important when something happens is that you honestly need to get to yourself. Like, I think yes. that you shouldn't try to talk through what the details of what happened. Not at that moment. And not at the moment when you find out. Like, it's important to give time and space. And a lot of people don't do that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't do that. And I think, especially if you catch someone, it's different if you catch them in the act or someone you get information from someone else um or you want to know everything right then right and then and sometimes you just need time to process sometimes your mind can't even process what it is that you're being told like um am i okay to talk about when i got a phone no, call one time no, no? okay uh, anyway i sometimes you could get a phone <laughs> call no 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 <laughs> Go ahead. I can't. I can take. No. Oh. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> we've been married for ten years. You know, life gets eventful. <laughs> so, bread to laugh. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to make the point that I was trying to make. Like, sometimes you can get information. It's just like, oh, I got a good example. Like, when you find out someone died, mm -hmm. the same experience or emotions that you go through when you find out about death is really the same emotions you go through when you find out about infidelity it's because deep. you're really you, grieving. Yeah, because at first you don't believe it. You're in denial. You're in denial. There are stages I'm just of grief. About when my father died, I was like, all right, I got to see this for myself. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you're in denial. You don't feel it. You can't avoid the feelings mm -hmm. at that very moment. Yep. So you don't feel anything. And then it sits in. And it might be a couple of days before it sits in. Mm -hmm. I remember I went, after my father died, uh, I think I took a couple of days and went back to work. And I was like, uh, I'm good. When I got to work... And I sat in that quiet place. I broke down. It was like everything set in to hit me. And I had to tell them, hey, this ain't going to work. I got to get up out of here. Yeah. I mean, if you think <clears> about 
Um, they're not on the top of my head, so I'm gonna pull them up. When you think about the the five stages of grief, and I want to make sure um, I don't. So miss what she it. was saying was take some time. It's important that if you find that it was infidelity in your relationship, it's important that you separate and get some time to yourself before you make any rash decisions. Because when you make decisions out of anger, you might decide, first you might decide to kill him <laughs> or her, and you don't want to do that, right? But then um, you may decide this is over. I'm not, you know, or if you might get revengeful. Yeah, you and may go burn. do something you that you You may go regret. Angela Bassett, like... Put all his clothes in his car, set it on fire, and now you're going to jail for arson. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to, to take some time to actually process what has happened. So I'm going to mention the five stages of grief. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss it. Like, when you think about infidelity, it is the death of trust. So you you do lose something, right? So you got denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. And bargaining is kind of when you're trying to... Wow, all of those. Are, yeah. Yeah, you, you really experience that. That's and so deep. whether you, you know, walk in on somebody and, and find them in the midst or whether that information is given to you, you can't process how you feel it. So the first thing is take some time to process the news, the information, so what questions you have. You know what I'm saying? And you want to be safe. That's the biggest thing. You want to be able to have a safe conversation. Now, I I have, you know, I have a difference of opinion when it comes to about how much information you should ask. Because I think sometimes the devil is in the details. Like the more you find out and the more you need to know, you start looking for those things to repeat themselves. Like, you know, when did it happen? You know, who was you, who was it? When? Where? And all of that, right? And they start giving you details. Although the person who has cheated really needs to be honest and transparent as possible. Like, that's one of the first things. Like, if you truly intend to save the relationship that you're in you if you're the person who stepped out you need to be honest and transparent as possible answer all those questions right but the person who's been hurt and who's been cheated on or stepped out on you really got to ask yourself when you take that time to process what's happened how much do you want to know right yeah because like, do i have permission to no 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 <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but no i'm gonna I'm agree with you on to, to, to one extent. I think there's phases to it. You're so right? petty. Yeah, I'm petty. <laughs> uh, I think there's phases to it. Um, I think in the initial phases, you may you may need to take that time before you start asking too many questions, right? But then, as time goes on, when you're talking about rebuilding trust, ask what you want to ask. Yeah. Because right, right then, at that point in time, like you said, uh, infidelity is deaf to trust. There's no more trust right now. Mm -hmm. You have to work on gaining that trust back. In order to gain that trust back, I need to know everything. Yeah. You know, now you might want to be careful what you ask and all this stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're the person, if you're the cheater, you cannot be defensive at that moment if you're trying to be trying to rebuild your trust. Mm -hmm. You can't be defensive. So if your if your lady asks you. Well, how many times did y'all have sex? Where y'all had sex at? Um, when did you plan this? 
when did it do this? I can't be like, look, you asking me too many questions, man. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to rebuild trust, that's the quickest way to keep trust dead. Because they'll never trust you again. You have to be completely open and honest. So, um, honesty leads back to intimacy, right? So you have to be honest and to lead back into an intimate conversation if you're trying to get back in with your spouse, your partner, whatever. At least the vulnerability right? too, more vulnerability. That intimacy is what helps rebuild trust. So if you can't do that, you're not going to rebuild trust. I think when I say questions though, I think sometimes, I don't know how men are. Um, you know, what kind of questions come up in their head. But I know that I've talked to people before who have dealt with infidelity in a very serious relationship, like an engagement or whatever. And I know they ask, you know, they, they ask questions like, what was it about her that attracted you to her? That's a dangerous question. Yes, it's something you, you probably need to know. But you have to also ask yourself if it might be something like, she was, you know, it was just the way she talked. Her voice was so soothing and I was in a time where I was down, right? I might start thinking any woman that I hear what I think is soothing that talks to you, to. you attracted to her. So I start looking for stuff. You know how they say if you look for something, you're going to find it? I think sometimes when people haven't had time to process through the hurt and the pain, and which is one of the stages, you know, of healing... They start, this this woman standing to you, they got their hand on your shoulder. It could be somebody you no, think the no, same. No, get off me now. No, I don't need that shit. No. Mm-mm. It could you be raise somebody. your hand. Tip. I told her. I told her. <laughs> it could be somebody who could be your, your, you know, your mama age. And they, they can't really see them. That person look young and it's like, she touching the shoulder and you walk up on them and the, the woman is talking to you and the suit about like, how's your mom? And it's like, mm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Also, this is the kind of soothing voice he like, he attracted to. But on the other hand, if you see, if you witness that and I was the cheater and you came up behind me and said, hey, what did she want? Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, she touched me on my shoulder. She asked me, how's my mom? I can't be like, girl, you tripping. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Cause right now you're in the rebuilding phase. And a lot of us be like, girl, you tripping. I ain't trying to come on now. You finna you finna approach me by every girl that comes to me and speak to me? And if she does approach you by every girl that comes speak to you, if you if you want to be with that woman, you answer her question. But how far is too far? I don't know if it is a too far to be honest. No. No. I think it's about rebuilding trust. If you're trying to rebuild that trust, I can't tell you what you can ask me or what you can't ask me. If I'm the cheater. Yeah. If you say, hey, so it's all about, this is these are some steps to rebuilding trust. You have to have accountability procedures, right? So for instance, I'm going to kick it with my homeboys. I'm the cheater, right? I'm going to tell my wife, hey, I'm about to go holler at my homeboy, uh, Black Jesus, and we finna go to the pool hall, right? And then she, and then she be like, okay. So, 
you know, hey, we got the find my iPhone connect thing. You can see where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, oh, that's too far. Why you gotta do all that? If I cheated, it's not too far. Because what I'm trying to do is get back in her good graces. And think about it. If I got something to hide, if I don't have anything to hide, where's the harm? Yeah. And, and then I- eventually, over time, you that will become unnecessary, right? Oh, eventually, over time, it'll become unnecessary. Before I find my iPhone, you might take a picture with your homeboy at the pool or all. Send it to your wife. We all here chilling. It's Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> that niggas ain't that food out. <laughs> no, but I think I like the way this therapist um, define what you're talking about as rigorous honesty. Like, yeah. if you think about a rigor, right? It's like going hard, right? It's, it, it, it's um, intense, right? This intense honesty. It's rigorous honesty. And it's also important that you don't share half truths. You yes. know what I'm saying? Because a half truth is a lie. And and even if you don't intend to, like for instance, um, if they say, like he said, me and Black Jesus going to the pool hall, and she says, who else? Who's gonna Who's gonna be there? Right? You might have had some other people he told you may come through, but you don't really know if they come. They just said they're gonna be out. They may come through. Right? You got a lot of people who be like. I'm not going to go down a list of who all might be there because I don't even know who's going to be there. Yeah. Or you could say, well... That's the half-truth. That's the half... Well, and that's the half-truth. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got information that other people could be there. Because it could be... It could be another dude that's showing up. It doesn't matter that it's the a, another friend. But that friend may have a history of cheating. All right? That friend may be a, a compulsive flirter. And wherever he go, he gathering girls around. And check this out, fellas, because we all been in this position, right? So we go and we kicking it with the homeboys at the pool hall, and they done invited some chicks down. And you're like, damn. They might not know your situation. Mm -hmm. They might not know that, hey, you got some issues going on with wifey at the house. I don't need this static. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, I'm going to bounce out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? To make your wife feel comfortable, you can either say, look. Or girlfriend. Yeah. Or you can be like, look, we at the pool hall. I'm chilling. You know, my homeboy Black done invited some girls over. And, you know. Black gonna be mad at you by using his name. And I'm oh, let that. me not use Black then. Because <laughs> black, black don't do that. I'm just saying, Black don't do that. But I'm just, I was just using him because that's my boy. But, um. For all the people don't know him. <laughs> but, uh. But in any situation like that, that's when you have to, that rigorous honesty. Because the last thing you want, you done sent this picture of you and Black at the pool hall. Or you yeah. and your homeboy at the pool hall. And he posted different And people. No, not him. Oh. But some hater that's out there. <laughs> done, was like, yeah, I seen your uh, husband at the pool hall, man, with, uh, with uh, uh, Terrica and them. Hold on. Why they got to be a hater? It could be an honest I mean, person. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I'm calling them a hater because that's how you, I'm going to look at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to look at it like, what? <laughs> you know, she don't even know that me and Black went there. Mm-hmm. And and we might, say we didn't even invite it, but we just seen some people that we know. Uh-huh. And now they come over there playing, hey, what y'all doing? Playing pool? You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to cause a big deal because don't none of them know your situation. 
You know what I'm saying? So you just go along like, okay, we just playing pool and no harm, no foul. Uh-huh. Somebody else may see that and be like, oh, I seen Lamar at the pool hall. He's out there with uh, so-and-so in them. And I'm the cheater. You're going to be looking at me like, oh, you ain't tell me you had some girls playing pool with y'all. Yeah, and I think that if you're the person who's been hurt in a relationship, it does take space and time. And both of y'all have to be aware of that. But I think if you've been the person who's been cheated on, you also have to ask yourself, too, what does it look like for somebody to regain your trust? Because if you see that that person is attempting to be honest, they're doing this whole rigorous honesty, like uh, using the same example you gave, you at the pool hall with your guys, somebody y'all know comes to the pool hall and they come over and talk and say, hey, can y'all mind if we join you? You know what I'm saying? Like you said, your friend might be like, yeah, because he don't know your situation. You might be over there like, mm, how yeah. do I get out of this? Right. Yeah. But if you go and say, listen, you know, I'm just letting you know, heads up, me and, you know, me and this person, my man, my homeboy was playing pool. And these people that we knew from high school or knew back from here came in. I just want you to know. Right? I know a person. I know many people. Let me just put it like this. Many people go through all these scenarios in their mind. Like, is this person lying to me? Are they volunteering this information so I trust them, but they really doing something else? Your best bet is to leave. (laughs) Your best bet is to leave. If you are the cheater and that happens, first of all, if that's your homeboy, you might well go ahead and tell him, look, man, look, this is what's going down. It's just going to be me and you, we kicking it. But if that happens, your best bet is to leave and be like, I'm sorry, ladies, hey, you know, me and him having a serious conversation. But what if he the messy homeboy? Because we, we all know well, it's some of those. That's, okay. So we're talking about steps to rebuilding trust, right? So you need to have accountability partners that you can rely on. You need to have friends that's gonna actually be there and say, bruh, this ain't a good situation for you. So, or even if they kicking it, they might be single. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever, if they kicking it, and they be like, hey man, what y'all doing, man? We over here watching the game. But it's some females over there. And they be like, I don't want my way, dude. This is, not a good convers- this, is, this is not a good situation for you. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get it, you be like, all right, bet. So the moral of that story is don't be hanging out with your shady homeboy if you know he the one who don't care about your situation or your homegirl. Like, especially you have people that you, you can have friends that don't like your significant other or don't like the person you're dating. And so they they don't care that you are emotionally invested in a relationship. You could, you have friends like that. And you can have friends that you've been friends with for a long time. Like, y'all got history. Y'all love each other. But they may not value the person. They may feel like you too good for that person. Or that that person is too good for you. You know what I'm saying? It could be the other way. But if they don't value your relationship, then you don't want to be hanging out with those people if you're in the process of trying to rebuild trust because they're going to be the very person that does something that undermines the rebuilding process. So it's important to realize that you have to have people who are emotionally mature and emotionally supportive. If you're going to have, if you're going to rebuild trust, 
you need those people because you also need those people to be a sounding board for you mm-hmm. to say this is how I'm feeling. He just told me him and his homeboy was at the uh pool hall and these girls that they knew came and played pool. Am I tripping because I really think he just telling me that so it so it make it seem like he wasn't up to nothing, but that was probably some chick he been talking to on the side, right? You got to have a friend that in your corner that be like, is does that sound like him? Like let's 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 go back. It's not automatically negative. You yeah. got to have that friend that's not like, girl, nah, let's go down there right now and be dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's pull up. Yeah. You know, so that's important. Find a friend, not just a friend that can be supportive, but a friend that's emotionally mature who can be a sounder board. Go to counseling. Yes. Do the work. So you can't be lazy when you're trying to get back in with your wife or your spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend or whatever. You can't be lazy, meaning that you need to show them that you're being honest by doing the work, by working on yourself. It was a reason you cheated. Or maybe it wasn't the reason you cheated, but you wanted to go get counseling. There's always a reason, whether it's a deep reason or not. It's a reason. So you want to go get counseling. You want to read self-help books, listen to podcasts, go to church. (laughs) You want to do all the things that you need to do to show that your behavior is changing. Oh, shoot. I was about to say something. Oh. Oh. I was going to say, even if you're a person who didn't believe in counseling or still don't believe in counseling, if the person that you have hurt says that they feel like that's something that they need to be able to get to a place where the relationship is uh, healed or they're healed in that relationship and reestablishing trust, do it. Because the reality is, is that if you don't take the necessarily the necessary steps to meet them halfway, what you're saying to them is that you essentially don't care to rebuild the relationship. But I also want to point out, too, we're talking about a single situation, right? Or I won't even say a single situation. It may have been a series of of steps that led to physical intimacy or, like, sexual intimacy outside the relationship. We're also not talking about the other side. Like the person who have been cheated on. Yeah, well, I'm about to talk about that okay. side. Because what I was about to say is, it's important to... Hi, pal. <laughs> it's important to... So step? Recognize, too, like, if someone is doing it repeatedly, you have to ask yourself, is it worth the trouble of going through this process to try to rebuild and heal? Like, a person can be unfaithful if your definition of infidelity is having an emotional connection to someone, right? Like, you need, that person has to demonstrate that they desire to not make that mistake again. Cutting off contact with the person that they, you know, they choose. Yeah. But if that person continues to engage, like there's sometimes where you can't avoid, con- like if it's a coworker that you cheated with, that person cheated with, or you might have cheated with, you sometimes can't avoid working with them. But if you need to get another job, do it. <laughs> I think that's that's that's, that's can be hard though. That's easier said than done because, like, say if you've been with a company for fifteen years and you you can retire after twenty. 
or uh, you know some companies based on how long you've been with them you are retired are you really gonna get another job when you close to retirement a few years away from retirement i think what it depends on how deep the situation is i really do because if you if you have an infatuation with a person and you feel like you can't stop unless you're not around them then you need to not be around them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it all depends on on how deep the situation is because if it was just a one-off and you're like they really don't mean nothing to you or whatever and you know there was just something that happened then that's different maybe it's different you know what i'm saying but if it's think about it if it's your superior if you have to work directly under this person mm-hmm. maybe you slept with your boss you know what i'm saying maybe you maybe it's somebody that you have to go out of town with mm-hmm. in your job you know what i'm saying if that's going to cause if that's going to wreak havoc in your marriage, in your relationship, then you got to make a serious decision. Yeah, but you also have to be careful. What if you, like, you own a business, mm-hmm. right? What if you slept some, with somebody that worked for you? You can't fire people after having sex with them. That's real sticky. Like, you open yourself up to, I'm, I'm not saying you can't, but you can open yourself up to other things when situations like that happen. I think within reason, people need to do what they can to separate themselves. But I'm just throwing that out there. Like, there might be situations where you may not necessarily be able to get away from that person. You know what I'm saying? But it is important that as much as possible, yes, pal, you can be sued. Because that person that you've had sex with, especially when they can prove that you've been texting them or y'all been sending little pics back and forth and stuff like that. It's easy for them to say they were sexually harassed. Because when you, if a person they is... They can in, still say that when you stop messing with them. They can. And and there so can be they, all type of they, things. If, they were, if there was an affection there and them, y'all liked each other. A connection. A connection. You uh-huh. could be like, look, this ain't going to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to need you to find another job. Yeah, you know, you just got to do what you got to change do. positions. You can, in all, the company, you can so. always, um, you can always say something, but you can't keep that person there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's that? How is that gonna make you feel? If I cheated on you and I'm trying to get you get back with you, and I'm telling you I slept with my employee, you're gonna be like, oh, and she's still there. The first thing you're gonna want me to do is fire her. You don't care about consequences. I, I understand it, but I'm also. I'm also just throwing it out there. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. you know, don't try to. That's not what I'm saying at mm-hmm. all. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, stop being a devil. Anywho, another thing is important to do is stay present and future focused. So, when I say stay present, meaning that if you're rebuilding and working through, you can't keep going back to the event. That's either person. You know what I'm saying? Like... If you're the person who cheated on someone, right, and something happens and you feel triggered and you feel triggered like, hey, this is this feeling that I'm feeling is one of the reasons why I cheated. Right. Going to your the person you cheated on and saying this, what you doing right here Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons why I did A, B and C. Right. Or if you're the person who been who was cheated on saying what you're doing reminds me of what you said, you know, how you was moving when you was out doing this. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Why? Like, well, once you start the, the the healing process, once y'all sat down and made an agreement, these are the steps we're taking back to, 
it's taken to rebuild trust, then you have to let that past be the past. Mm. Only unless only if it's relevant to healing. But you, you can't think pull that's it relevant up. to heal? No, not depending on how it's framed. If I see a behavior in you that I saw when you were cheating, I can't bring that up. I'm not saying you can't bring it up, but it's like as a therapist, we're told that when we do personal disclosure, you can only disclose something about yourself personally if it benefits the client, meaning that giving them that story helps them process or make the connection that they need to be able to make change or to shift or to process something correctly. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same scenario when you bring up things from the past. Like, it needs to be relevant to moving forward. And I'm just saying that as a, as a married couple that we've had arguments where we brought up past things, and that's something you definitely don't like, right? Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes you get stuck in this pattern and if you keep reliving those same feelings and reliving even if you're the person who cheated like man this is the stuff she was doing that pushed me you need to be future focused so versus bringing it up mm -hmm. let me give you an example versus bringing that up like this what you're doing is how i you know how you making me feel was right now is similar to what led me to cheat instead of saying that just say hey this is an issue that I realize is triggering for me. This is what I need. This is how I need. I, I feel like this could potentially be an issue. So you're not bringing up the past. You're bringing up the, the feelings and what's triggering you. But you're saying it for the purpose of moving forward. In order for this relationship to be successful. In order for me to be able to to be trust faithful and or yeah be faithful or to trust you again whatever whoever it is is communicating um this is what i need this is how i need you to be able to relate to me mm -hmm. and so that's what it means to be present and future focused but at the same time you can't have a lack of empathy right mm -hmm. so it's like so i know stories where it could have been 10 years later and the trust is not fully restored. They went back to living a somewhat healthy lifestyle, uh, marriage, but the trust, like you said, that might be an issue. So if I'm the cheater and you come to me and say, hey, I'm recognizing the pattern of behavior that when this, you know, when we was going through some marital issues and I'd be like, look, man, that was 10 years ago. Uh -huh. I'm dismissing your feelings. Uh -huh. I have to show empathy towards that because if I don't, it can all come back around. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? If I show lack of empathy towards you, you'd be like, dang, you just going to dismiss my feelings like that? You know what I'm saying? This is how I feel. I'm seeing something that reminds me of when this was happening. Now, we have done the work, but at the same time, during that work, you told me that this, this, these are the reasons you stepped out. If I'm starting to see that again... I should be able to say something, and I should, as the cheater, empathize with however you feel. Yeah, but I'm I'm not saying that you can't do that, Lamar, but I'm just saying, again, you just made the point of what I just said. It has to be relevant to mm -hmm. moving forward. Yeah. 
or whatever the prison is. Not just for the sake of bringing it up because you're out, like out of anger. It's like having oh, yeah. fair fighting yeah, rules. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that that's important. Um, and we're gonna start wrapping this up because we've been we've been talking for about an hour. But I think it's, it's good, also though. important to to say let both people have to experience what they're feeling. Like let yourself. Sit with your emotions, right? Feel your feelings. Feel your feelings, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, thank you, Kenya. Thank you. At the end of the day, Kenya said this is some good stuff. What's up, Kenya? Um, at the end of the day, it again, you're grieving the death of trust, right? It's a loss. It's something that has been taken away from you. Yeah. And there are going to be times where you have feelings. And sometimes those feelings can creep up. Like, I'll give you an example. You could be watching a movie. And there could be a scene in a movie where someone steps oh, out in a relationship. I remember that movie. I don't even like watch. It's a movie I can't watch to this day. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Oh, my bad. You, you, go ahead. You want to say? No, go ahead. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> You could be watching a movie <laughs> and there's a particular scene in the movie that triggers emotions for you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get over it, can't you? Keep going, girl. Go ahead. I'm just laughing. You have no movie I'm talking about. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so, anyway. Yeah. But if it's triggering for you, then... You can't sometimes avoid the flood of emotions that come in in that moment. Allow yourself to experience that. And if you're the person, you know, even if you're the person who cheated, like seeing a, a scene like that could also bring in feelings of guilt. Because one thing that needs to be mentioned is that if you've been cheated on, for a lot of people who've been cheated on, they begin to doubt themselves, right? And there begins to be this dance in a relationship where um, where you start to question, you know, are you enough, mm. right? You know, you begin to question your own instincts, mm. you know what I'm saying? And so when you see things that happen in the movie, right, mm -hmm. even if you're the cheater, you can sometimes be like, man, is this how she felt? And you can have a flood of emotions. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I think it's important to allow yourself to experience that. But if you really want to rebuild trust and you really want to take your intimacy to another level, discuss it with your partner. You know? Like if your partner, you can see that your partner is having a moment or in their emotions. If you're the person that hurt them, ask them, hey, what are you experiencing right now? Do you want to talk about it? I would love to be able to hear how how you feeling right now, mm -hmm. right? Or if you're the person who's been cheated on, be willing to open up and say, you know what, I need to discuss this. And I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to discuss this to hurt you or re-injure or open up a wound. But I didn't anticipate this to impact me. This is something I just processed as a, a new insight. Because of, you know, the movie we're watching. Mm -hmm. But I also encourage you to avoid things that you know are going to trigger and reopen old wounds. 
Like, there are certain movies Lamar will like to watch that I don't like to watch because they make me angry. They don't necessarily bring up bad, like, bad memories or anything. But sometimes they can just be triggering for me. Like, um... Like, for instance, I'm a therapist, right? So sometimes even watching movies where somebody's being victimized, like being raped or things like that, is too much for me because it brings up stories from clients because I worked in an intensive residential and I've heard so many stories about rape and, and sodomy and things like that, right? So um, sometimes watching movies where somebody's had something horrible like that, like, uh, what's that movie? Um, you was trying to get me to watch it. I never watched it. About the little black boys in Central Park. Um, shoot, I can't think. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The yeah. Ava DuVay. Yeah, Dirk, I can't oh, think of that. I, 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 I messed up her name. Central Park Five. Was it? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, now they see us or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I could I, I I couldn't watch it. I didn't watch it past the first episode. It was just yeah, it was too, hard. The first episode was hard for me too. Yeah, I'm just not into traumatizing myself yeah. over and over again. So you know, it's important to recognize if things make you feel a certain way, then don't subject yourself to stuff. You know, because it could be kind of dangerous to your relationship and and really counterproductive to rebuilding trust if it keeps bringing up those old feelings. If you're in a real rebuilding stage, avoid things that you don't have to engage in that's going to cause you to go down a spiral. Mm -hmm. Nikki said that uh, it, I'm guessing infidelity, infidelity can bring up feelings of neglect, physical attraction loss, anger, frustration, financial difficulty, stress, and so many other things. Living the stress life, they can definitely hold you accountable. At the end of the day, you have to be responsible for your own actions. Yes, yes. So, guys, you know, there's like a like Lamar said, there's so many other things that we can discuss with this topic. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do another part to this. We're gonna really dive into the reasons why people cheat and um, kind of what that looks like talk about the you know the some of the signs and and things that you can be looking for because i and i want to say phases of forgiveness so on the other side we, we talked a lot about what it takes as a cheater to help rebuild trust um and you know as the person who got cheated on you could take what we said and if your spouse or your mate or your partner are not doing those things um that can show you that they're probably not really doing the things they need to do to rebuild trust. Um, another thing too, guys and girls, I know it's, it's a big deal with these cell phones nowadays, right? Everybody, they take their cell phone everywhere. They take your phone to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom, they pick up their phone to go to the bathroom. It's like, if your significant partner, your spouse can't pick up your phone without you going crazy, and on the, in the, on the inside, like, oh, my gosh, you got my phone. What's she been to do? <laughs> Something wrong. Yeah. Something is seriously wrong if that's the case. So if you have those type of issues, that's a sign. You know, take that even further for yourself. If I say, if my wife pick up my phone, I'm like, oh, Lord, what's on my phone? Oh, Lord, what, what did I? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we don't hide our phone. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that our phones are always available. 
and you know and and everything so social media i think she got all my social media accounts i don't even have hers though but <laughs> i don't even know the password to her laptop you know but yes she, she, she knows she know my <laughs> social security number you know what i'm saying so yes, it's so just, um, i pay bills <laughs> <laughs> but um you know it's important to have that transparency and um and when you're in the um, when you're the cheater it's important that you're just open um Nigga said, when should you walk away after cheat one or ten? How many is too many? Mm, that's a, a great question. I'm going to say this. Nobody can tell you when enough is enough. But I also have to say, if someone continues to do something, right, you have to really ask yourself, does that person really love you? Because when people love you, they go through or do what it takes to do right by you, right? People have they done the work? Ha- have they done the work? Have they followed some of these steps that we discussed about rebuilding trust, being rigorously honest, right? Like having this intense honesty. Are they open to going to counseling? Are like like Lamar said, do you are you able to go through their cell phone without it being a fight? Are they telling you where they're going? Um, Are they being accountable to you? Yeah. Hey, I'm going over here, and this is where I'm gonna be, and with you know whatever. Are they walking out the room when they get a phone call that you can't overhear? They like, are they doing the things necessary? Waking up in the middle of the night, texting. You know what I'm saying? Like sending messages. Like what? What? Where you going? And why you gotta take your cell phone to the bathroom at two o'clock in the morning? So I think it's it's important to really recognize that. But I also have to say this, like. Sometimes people can have also addictions. I think a lot of people don't realize how deep sexual addiction is. I've had training as a therapist on sexual addiction, and I watched a movie. And I think watching a movie helped me really process the things that I had been educated about sex addiction when I was able to see it, right? And it was just art imitating real life. But Did I see that movie? Mm-mm. You no. didn't see this movie, and I can't think of the name of the movie because I wanted you to see it, but I could never re- remember the name I of it. it but... No, mm-hmm. we we might have watched a movie similar, but um, when I actually saw it, it was just like man, like to see somebody actually dealing with sexual addiction, and that might be something you have to consider. But you also have to ask yourself. Are you willing to put yourself through that? Because you have to be willing to be to to go through the process. If someone has a sexual addiction, you could be re-injured multiple times over. Yeah, so, not only that, but a host of other things. Yeah, and you, know? you subjected to a whole lot of diseases and all kind of stuff. Babies outside them. Like you have to ask yourself, am I do I love this person enough? To want to go through this and am I built to be able to go through this? Do do I have a desire to even put myself through that? And then I'm gonna throw out something else. And it's very unorthodox in thinking. But everybody has to define a relationship for themselves. Right? I learned this in marriage and family therapy. When you're in a relationship, you can't base your relationship on what the societal norms are. You have to define a relationship for yourself. Yes. So, for instance, if Tiffany and I, we're in a relationship, and we might say, we don't mind somebody extra coming in every once in a while. 
societal norms would be like, what? That's crazy. He's talking about a menage a trois, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. Um, but, you know, you have to define that relationship for you. And you can't think about what other people are saying. You know what I mean? So, it's like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mary watched this say the opening prayer. Very good information. We'll go back to the beginning. Thank you. Auntie. Yeah, we had a good prayer at the beginning. <laughs> but um you had to define a relationship for yourself. And what I mean by that is you have to decide as a couple, is it okay? What is okay in our relationship? So I take T Pain and his wife, for instance. They um go to the strip club together. Yeah, but they also bring them home. Oh, yeah, that's why. So, and and that's okay with their relationship. That makes their marriage worse. And I know that's a little unorthodox in thinking, but whatever you define as your relationship, that's what your relationship is. And y'all have to be, be on the same page, But too. you have to be on the same page. Yeah. When you are not on the same page, then there are always going to be problems. For your, those spiritual people out there, be equally yoked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also want to say this, too. That you have to know what you can handle too. Like, for instance, if you came up in a household where you had a parent that was unfaithful and you saw how infidelity impacted your parents, but it also trickled down to you as a child, like that it brings up negative memories. There's some type of traumatic trauma or traumatic past for you surrounding infidelity, right? Then you may not be able to withstand healing from one um from one incident if they step out on you one time you may say one time is one time too many for me i cannot go in this relationship because i don't think that i can move beyond that in this relationship you have to be able to know that but only you can define that for yourself yeah and so, i also think yeah we about to wrap up but this has probably been the longest episode we've ever had. But uh, I just want to kind of end with this, that um, I think emotional maturity also comes with being realistic, right? Marriage is work. And sometimes people are like... the hell. <laughs> Ooh, you cussing. <laughs> um, but marriage is work. So... People get into marriage like, oh, I'm going to jump the broom and be happily ever after. That's a lie. That's some bull. The work has just begun when you jump that broom. So you have to go into go into it knowing that we got work to do. And it's going to be a continuous effort to work with each other and on each other. You're both going to change. You have to work on knowing the changes, when you see the change, and always trying to stay right there with each other you know what i mean so um yeah i just want to go in, into saying that uh nikki said sometimes if you saw that it was okay and your mom kept forgiving a cheating spouse it caused problems too i agree yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's a very great and valid point nikki Linda said good information yeah um i want to leave you guys with this too that a lot of times we think of cheating as um a problem right but think of cheating like you think of a cold or some type of virus like the flu right 
a lot of times people we try to treat symptoms right we got a cough we got a headache we we treat the symptom we we want the cough to go away we want the headache to go away well rarely do people stop and actually evaluate what's the source of the 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 issue that's good you know that's and good so che cheating sometimes itself could be the problem but in a lot of cases, cheating is a symptom of something bigger. And I'm read Jessica's comment. She says, uh, I agree. Relationships are tough. My deal breakers are pretty firm. Society norms don't complement my expectations. Vulnerability, self-control, fostering a trusting environment are key for me. But they all seem so far-fetched these days. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, it is uh, hard. Hello, Kiara, Kiara, Kiara. She said, happy Sunday. I, I think it's really hard, but, you know, you have to set the standard for what works for you. Mm -hmm. Nobody can set the standard for what love looks like for you. Right. Um, but when you set that or standard. Or a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you set that standard, though, you also need to be able to communicate that to a partner because you... The person that is entering into a relationship with you has to know what they what you need and require to feel loved. Mm -hmm. So relationship is a very reciprocal relationship. Ooh. Ooh. Oosa. So guys, we so appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, we're going to be discussing this topic next week. We'll post the date and time. Next week, we're going to be talking about reasons people cheat. We're going to deep dive into that and just really talk about indicators and signs, you know, how to how to address it, you, you know, how to figure out what's going on in your relationship and what what's causing a partner to be unfaithful i think it's important for us to really talk about that a little bit more because like i like i just said sometimes cheating is a symptom it's not actually the issue it is a symptom of something bigger yeah but that's it for us guys man it was a great discussion great discussion until next time live your best life living through your stress life <laughs>